0: What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports 360. I'm Jeff Fennell, and I'm here with our baseball guru, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up, brother? How you doing?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Everything's good on this side.
0: Everything's good. Everything's good. That's good to hear, man. Um, I know you have to be happy um, with the baseball playoffs underway. I know you watched all the games over the weekend. Um my Metsies took it on the chin and they are now home for the holidays. Um that's it. They're done after a 101 win season. Um they're out of the playoffs early. So we'll talk about that, but we'll also talk about the other four matchups. Um you predict that you, you made your predictions. And I give you credit, Out of the four series, you were 3-1. and one. So you're off to a good start with your predictions. Um, but let's just jump right into it, man, and talk some MLB playoffs, uh, the playoffs that were, and then also touch on the series that are coming up. Where do you want to start? We'll start with Tampa.
1: Tampa and the Guardians. That was... um. I think that series went exactly as expected, where I picked the Guardians to win it, but I didn't expect anybody to score more than like three or four runs a game. And I think they scored four runs total in that entire series in the two games. So, I mean, both teams have good pitching. Guardians, I think, have the more elite pitching, and they have one of the best pitching staffs, bullpen included, uh, remaining in the playoffs, I think. So I think that that series went as expected. Um, the Rays were just too beat up, I think, going into the season and then going into the postseason as well. So, you know, kudos to them for making it. But the Guardians, they're a young, hungry team, youngest team in the majors. They're they're just playing with house money, Jeff. They're out there having fun. And it showed this series. And the Yankees got something coming um, with the Guardians. It's not It's, it's going to be – we'll talk about it after in a little bit, but – it's going to
0: be a good series. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Rays-Guardians, just in terms of the matchup itself, was probably the fourth out of the four series in terms of must-watch TV, right? Yeah. Um, You know, th- that, that matchup, you know, wasn't going to draw a lot of eyeballs. And you can tell by the scheduling, right? You know, the first game when the playoffs started, that game started at noon. It was the first yeah. game up, right? So what was baseball saying? We know folk ain't watching this game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that game started at noon and then it was Philly and, 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 um, and St. Louis and, and so forth. But here, like you said, um, four runs, four runs total, right? Between the two teams, um, a two, one game, no, yeah, 2-1 game yeah. Uh, in game one, and then a one nothing game that went 15 innings, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> I mean, they played 24 innings, and between the two of them scored four runs. I'm glad. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I'm a baseball fan, work in baseball, all the rest of it. I did not watch one inning of that series, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't because man you're talking about a snooze fest but to your point though the guardians i think showed themselves in a way that we've been saying you know that fundamentally they're they're just going to be sound they're going to pitch they're going to they're going to hit they're going to put the ball in play right they're going to run the bases they're going to play defense that's what they're going to do it's not going to be it's not going to be flashy and so it's going to be interesting when they go up against the yankees and we'll talk about that but um Yeah, you picked that one. Um, What was interesting, Rob, is that the the Mets Padres series was the only one that went the distance. The other three series were two-game sweeps, um, including the Guardians. So, yeah, so kudos to Cleveland. I think we both thought that Tampa wasn't going to be healthy enough to compete, and they weren't. They just weren't.
1: Yeah, they, they just – they were way too many injuries. And they started getting some guys back towards the end of the season. Like, Glass now came back. He, he pitched good. But, yeah, the Guardians, like you said, they, they're a team that just – they don't hit for power at all. But they put the ball in play. And I think that that's what helped them out throughout the season, that stretch run to make it into the playoffs, take that division. And it showed with that – um with the series win in the wild card round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we stay in the American League – and talk about a series that, from an offensive standpoint, <laughs> was the total opposite of the Guardians and the Rays. And that's the, the Seattle Mariners and um, the Toronto Blue Jays. What do you, I mean, that was some series, especially the comeback in Game 2 by the Mariners.
1: Yeah, the, the Mariners are something special, man. And I'm glad that we finally get to see them in the playoffs after the run they made last year because they're an exciting team to watch. And like you said, that second game where they came back to win, I'll tell you, I was looking at the score and I was like, all right, we're going to full series here. I was ready for that. And then all of a sudden they start chipping away. They come back and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This team is no joke, man. And they did it. Listen, they, they didn't get great pitching that second game, but their offense showed up. They're, they're an all-around great team. I think their bullpen, it's not talked about enough, but they're built for October because they're able to hold it down, man. And I- I'm excited to see that series with Houston and Seattle because I think those are two powerhouse teams. And I think Seattle, it could be a dark horse coming out of the AL, and I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Well, in that last game, the second game of the series, I mean, they were down 8-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, were able to overcome a seven-run deficit and, and win that game. And, um, you know, you got to give them credit for their resilience. Um, and, you know, their confidence is really high right now. And I think, you know, once they, once they clinched the postseason, I think that changed things for them. You know what I mean? They got the monkey off their back. They
1: mm-hmm. were able
0: to exhale and right now i think they are probably one of the more confident teams out there um obviously we haven't seen the Braves and the Dodgers and uh the Yankees uh and Houston come you know play yet but of the of of the wild card teams y- you know you really have to look out for the Seattle Mariners
1: yeah that that's that's not going to be an easy series for Houston and who knows, maybe they end up sweeping Seattle, but I think it's going to be a dogfight, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that, that series was, was entertaining. Um, another series that I thought was really interesting was Philadelphia and St. Louis, the Phillies and the Cardinals. Um, Philly won the series two games to none. You know, that first game, the first game, you know, great, great pitching. Um, uh, you know, in in that first game, St. Louis goes into the ninth inning with a two nothing lead, and Philly scores six runs and ends up winning the game six to three. And then in the second game, they got a home early home run from Bryce Harper, tacked on another run, and Aaron Nola was great. Wheeler was great in the first game. Aaron Nola was great in the second game and they won two to nothing. So Philly did something that you don't, you don't expect from them, but I think people should start to expect from them. They had good pitching, right? And they were able to get some timely hits in that first game and piece together two runs in the second game. So they weren't like an offensive juggernaut in the two games, but their pitching was really good. And, you know, that has to bode well for Philadelphia, who's probably my second least favorite team after the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> this was this your dream series, right? Yeah. Here with those two teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. this The National League, when I made my picks, the two wild card series were the most difficult for me to pick. And I actually flip-flopped. I had it set. Once the, the brackets were set and everything, I knew who I won, who I was going to pick. And as I was, like, jotting down my notes, I'm in the lab, crunching numbers, all this stuff, I actually switched um, the next series we're going to talk about. But this one was one I had picked St. Louis from the get. And as I'm jotting notes, I'm like, man, I think Philly's going to win. And I'm like, all right, no, no, no. Let me stick to my original pick. Let me not. Let me ignore the gut feeling. And keep going with St. Louis, but after that first game where Philly, where St. Louis pretty much fell apart in that ninth inning, they forgot how to play baseball completely. The way everything was going down for them, and Philly just kept tacking on runs, took six, scored six in the ninth inning. It was I, I knew the series was over right then and there. There was no way I thought St. Louis would recover from something like that, and I had a feeling that Philly would just keep that momentum going and take the series in a sweep um like you said their pitching was phenomenal and i don't expect that to to slow down going into the next series and honestly they they can't afford that because they're going against the Atlanta Braves which we all know that team is is ready for a world series run so it, it it's the way san louis broke, broke apart though man was was kind of hard to watch in that first game but listen philly did what philly's going to do and now they're moving on
0: Yeah. And if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, I think, you know, you have to be disappointed with, you know, their co-MVPs, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, um, who just didn't get it done. Um, They just didn't. And, you know, it's an end of an era. Pujols and Molina, their last games. And, um, you know, that was, It was interesting to watch that, though, Rob, how even though St. Louis ended up being shut out, you know, Pujols got a hit in the eighth inning. Should have been a double, a little bit of bad luck where it hit the side, um, you know, uh, of, of the stands and bounced back into play, and so he was kept to a single. And then in the ninth inning with two outs, Yadier Molina kept hopes alive. getting a base hit too and to me i'm looking at that and i said see that's why these guys are great right because they were they they were going to give their team a chance to win you know they're both well past their prime right they weren't going to you know you know do they weren't in position to be heroes but both of those guys you know got got base hits and gave the Cardinals at least the opportunity, right? They brought the time run to the plate each time, gave the Cardinals the opportunity to get back into the game. And it, to me, it was, just an, it was just an example of just how good these guys have been throughout their entire careers. But in the end, Philly was able to come out with the win.
1: Yeah, and like you said, um, Arenado and Goldschmidt, only one hit between both of them in two games. Yeah. You're not you're not going to win anything with those two guys only getting one hit.
0: No. No. And speaking of getting one hit, <laughs> that's a nice segue to Padres Mets because <laughs> <laughs> the Padres beat the Mets 2 games to 1, and in the deciding game, the Mets uh offense generated one hit. A a, a single by Pete Alonso, and that was it. On the way to getting shut out six to nothing, um, uh, Joe Musgrove was the winning pitcher and Chris Bassett took the loss. Um, uh, look, I'll say a couple of things here as a Mets fan, and anybody who has been listening to to the podcast knows I've been rooting for the Mets, I'm a Mets fan, and I, I often joke, you know, you always have to say long suffering Mets fan, uh, when you talk about Mets, but. All season long, I've been saying that offense is, right, they need some dynamic hitters, right? They're missing one or two key bats. And I think in the end, Rob, that's what was the undoing of this team. That, quite frankly, I think that the lack of consistent offense, consistent offense, ended up putting a great deal of pressure on their pitchers because Mm -hmm. the Mets pitchers almost have to be perfect in order to win. I'll go back to that Atlanta series when they got swept and that changed everything as far as, you know, winning the division. Again, the Mets lost five to two, four to two and five to three. It wasn't as if the Braves knocked them all across the park, but look at their offense, right? Right. Two runs, two runs, and three runs in order to win any of those games. The pitchers had to be almost perfect, right? Yeah. Right? They could give up no more than one run (laughs) in the first two (laughs) games, right? In order to win, right? Because they only scored two runs. And then in the last game, the pitchers would have to keep the Braves to only two runs because the Mets only scored three. That puts too much pressure on your pitchers, right? When your offense doesn't show up for, you know, games at a time. And I think that eventually caught up to the Mets. They lost the first game in this series, seven to one. Then the offense comes back in the second game; they win seven to three. And then in the third game, they only muster one hit and they lose six to nothing. That kind of offensive inconsistency, I believe, is one of the biggest reasons why the Mets are going home.
1: Yeah, that's spot on, man. I could not have said it any better. And listen, obviously, Scherzer had his struggles in Game One. DeGrom sort of did his thing in game two, but yeah, it all falls on the offense at the end of the day. They have to be able to hit consistently and that hasn't been something they've done maybe the entire month of September and then leading into now into October. And I kept looking at one of my friends is a, is a Mets fan and we were kind of talking at the end of last night's game, the the game three. And I kept looking at Josh Bell and I kept, thinking back to me saying right before the trade deadline, like, man, if the Mets can pick up Josh Bell, not that he's going to completely change everything, but he's a switch hitter. Obviously, he plays first base in DH, but a switch hitter, he has some pop, makes good contact. That's a guy that the Mets could have used in the middle of the lineup. Maybe they don't make the Darren Ruff trade or the Vogel back trade and instead just trade for Josh Bell. I think that may, might have made a little bit of a difference as far as having some more consistent at-bats um, in a big series like this, but listen, man, if, if you don't hit, you're not going to win. Pitching can only take you so far, and I know great pitching beats great hitting every time, but you got to score some runs. Like you said, in the Atlanta series, you can't you can't expect your pitchers to throw a shutout every single time out. Whether it's Degrom or Scherzer, whoever, you can't expect a shutout every five days, and, and, and it just can't happen. And we saw that this series. They failed to put hits together. They failed to put good at-bats together other than that second game. And that's why they're going home.
0: Yeah. And, And, you know, the other thing, too, that showed up in this series, which was something that the Mets were much better at in the beginning of the season, but, you know, quite frankly, after that series at home against the Braves where they took four or five, And I think the series after that, they had Cincinnati come into town and they swept Cincinnati. But after that, that was in early August, that was like the highlight of the Mets season. And from there, from that point, they were choppy. You know, they they would, you know, they had a couple of winning streaks, but they also, you know, got swept by the Cubs and, you know, know, lost two or three to the Nationals at home, Um, you know, lost two games to the Pirates on the road. You know what I mean? They had, you know, they, they just didn't, you know, they just weren't clicking. And during this time, as you said, in September and then leading into October, one of the biggest failings of the Mets, they weren't able to hit with men on base and with mm. men in scoring position. And then we saw the same thing in this series. They would get men on base, not last night, but in the first two games, and they just couldn't cash in. And eventually that comes back. If you leave runs out there on the bases, that comes back to get you, especially in the playoffs. And the Mets couldn't cash in.
1: Yeah, you, you leave anybody on base in the playoffs, that's going to come back to bite you, no matter what. Especially in a short series like this, where pretty much every game is a must-win. And... and... It's frustrating. Like, I'm obviously I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, not a Mets fan, but it is frustrating to see a New York team get eliminated so quickly into the postseason, man.
0: Yeah, especially after they, you know, they they had a great season. Look, you don't win 101 games without being a good team. So they were a good team, um, but they seem to sputter at the end of the season, and not just in the Atlanta series and here in the playoffs. They really didn't play well in September. You know the 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 schedule was open for them, where they had games against the Pirates and the Nationals and the Marlins and the Oakland A's and you, you know the Chicago Cubs, and they struggled. And that was a bad sign that you know ended up you know being you know a s you know something that in the end just you know made them a disappointment. I think, um, they could have been better. They just didn't play well at at the end. And here's the other thing that was a little disappointing for me, Rob. Joe Musgrove was dealing last night for the Padres, right? He was shutting the Mets down Uh, again, only gave up one hit. And then in the sixth inning, Buck Shaw Walter came out and spoke to the umpires and they had, uh, you know, he had the umpires check out Musgrove for a foreign substance, right? And they went to the mound and, you know, they did everything, man. Checked his glove, checked his hands, even asked him, you know, you could tell, Hey, can I rub your ears? And he said, yeah, go ahead. You know, cause I guess Twitter was, was a buzz with, Hey, why hey is Musgrove's ears so shiny? He has, he has some substance on his ears. He keeps going to his ears and they found nothing. And, you know, the Mets didn't get anything else going on in that game. And as a Mets fan, I didn't like that. And I understand Buck said, look, I don't care the way it looks. My job is to do whatever I can to help this team win. And, you know, he he, he you know, he was ready to wear it and to take it. And I get it, and I give Buck credit for that. But having said that, I still didn't like it because, to me, it it sort of reeked of desperation. The guy was dealing. He was taking your lunch money. You couldn't do anything about it. And so you want to say he's cheating. And um, I just didn't like the look. You, you know, you were losing. Lose like a man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Either go out there and hit the guy or not. But to do that uh, in the middle of the game, I, I, I thought that was a bad look.
1: Yeah, I agree. I didn't like it at all. If I mean, if you're going to do it, do it early. Don't wait till the sixth inning where you're pretty much, the game is, is almost wrapped up at that point. Um, if you're going to do it, do it early and get it out the way. But they waited till the sixth inning. Um, obviously, somebody must have whispered that Twitter was buzzing about his ear and all this stuff. And, and listen, maybe they were frustrated because I know the the Padres were calling time a lot on, on Bassett yeah. right before he was set. So maybe yeah. that kind of, that was just to try to throw Musgrove off, but yeah, I I didn't like the way th- the optics of it. I understand, you know, Buck is he's old school. He's he doesn't care what anybody thinks, and and it's funny sometimes hearing his press conferences in the middle of the game where Buster only would go up to him. He's like, well, Buster, you're assuming that. So what's the next question? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I get it, but I I didn't like it either, man. I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in the end, look, I think the Mets were undone by things that started to show themselves in September and maybe even, you know, late August, the inconsistency on the offensive side. And yes, they didn't get the pitching that that they, you know, would like to get. Um, but I think in the end, this is going to be about what the offense failed to do. And I think that led to the Mets being, a wild card team, and then ending up uh, losing in the wild card round. So, with that, we're on to the LDS. We'll do the American League last, so that you can talk about your Yankees last. So let's let's stay with the Padres and the Dodgers. Um, stay with the Padres, who are going to LA to face the Dodgers. Um, division rivals, no love lost between these two teams. Um, during the season, the Dodgers pretty much had their way with San Diego. Do you expect more of the same in this LDS?
1: I do. This, this series is going to have some fireworks, probably. I'm not saying any fights or anything like that, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of talk and smack, a lot of back and forth, all that stuff. So it's going to be a very entertaining series. Uh, I'm not sure how many games it'll go, but I think the Dodgers ultimately take this take this series the Dodgers are just too deep they're too strong um the Padres are a good team we see that they have great pitching especially in their starting staff but I think the Dodgers man they, they're they on a mission this season again Um, especially after falling short last season so I expect the Dodgers to take this series
0: yeah I mean I do too I I think it's very difficult to root against not root but to pick against the Dodgers Right. They're the best team in baseball. And so someone's going to have to beat them. And San Diego, I I just wonder if psychologically the Dodgers just have their number and they know it. You know what I mean? And because after what what was really interesting, Rob, was that after the blockbuster trade, San Diego picked up Josh Bell and, of course, Juan Soto, um, you know, and they also got Josh Hader earlier. But, you know, but after that blockbuster trade, you know, th- maybe a series or two after the players came over, they played the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were like, yeah, it's good that you got those guys, but we still own you. And they, yeah. like, they, and they just destroyed them. And, you know, then they played a subsequent series and did it again. Yeah. So, you know, to me, I think the Dodgers sent them a message. You might have gone out and got Juan Soto, and you might have got Josh Bell, and you might have gotten Drury, and, and, you know, you got Josh Hader. But make no mistake, we own you. And I just wonder if that's in the Padres' head, you know, um, coming into this series.
1: Yeah, it's like when uh when your big brother beats you up, you go to the next room, do some push-ups and think you're going to go and beat him this time. Uh that's kind of what happened there with LA and and San Diego.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I expect the Dodgers um you know to to handle their business. I think if there's any game that San Diego could take, it will be the first game maybe. You know what I mean? That kind of mm. hey, yeah. we, you know Dodgers have been sitting. San Diego has been playing. They played well against the Mets. They're probably feeling really good, looking forward to this series. And maybe they, you know, if they could steal one, it would be the first game. If they don't, I think this is probably over in three games. Yeah, that Um, that wouldn't
1: shock me, to be honest. Yeah.
0: So staying in the National League, Phillies embrace another situation where we have division rivals playing each other. And again, another situation where I think the Braves have pretty much owned the Phillies this year, especially in the, in the um in in September. So, I know you picked the Braves um in in your initial predictions, but uh do you still see it that way?
1: Yeah, the Braves are just too good. They're just too good. I don't think I don't think Philly stands a chance. This series especially where you're going into the the season probably with your number three starter in game one and the Braves are ready to roll, man. They're they're They came into October hot and I don't think they're going to slow down. I don't think, I don't think Philly stand a chance. Well,
0: so the Braves, the, I mean, not the Braves, but the Phillies, they're going with what? Rangers Suarez in that first game.
1: Probably. I haven't seen it for sure, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's who
0: they'll go with. Yeah, I'm looking now. So it's, yeah, Ranger Suarez against Max Freed. And I will tell you this. Ranger Suarez, the last two outings against the Braves, pitched really, really well. You know, I mean, he's a lefty. He's crafty. He's confident out there on the mound. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to do that again. But he's been better than I think a lot of people give credit you know, we'll give him credit for. And so it, it'll be interesting to see. And again, the Braves have been off. I, I think the time off, you know, are you rested or are you rusty? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think that's yeah, going yeah. to be one of the questions that, you know, all these division, um all, or all the uh, teams that got the buys are going to have to answer. Um, but in the end, I think the Braves are just, and I've said this, you know, <laughs> As much as I joke about going to Atlanta and all that stuff. <laughs> the Braves are, you know, maybe after the Dodgers. And but they're right there with them in terms of being such a well rounded team. Yeah. Every they're, facet of the game, you know, they, they them, hit yeah. it. Yeah. They're very, very good. And so I I I look for them to beat Philadelphia. Um, but I gotta tell you. There's a part of me that sees this going five games. Hmm. That's I just, interesting. I, I I think being in division rivals, and I and and I and here's the thing about the Braves, the Braves are very very good at home, right? They they're excellent at home. You can get them on the road. You can. Um. You know the Mets jumped them. You know, you know. Uh, even Philly jumped them. You know, they had a four-game set in Philadelphia. After the Braves had swept the Phillies in Atlanta, a week later, the Braves went to Philadelphia for a four-game set. And Philly won the first two games. And then Atlanta won the next two, including the finale in extra innings, I believe. Um, But Philly jumped them those first two games. And I, I, I think, you know, going to Citizens Bank, it's going to be colder than it will be probably in Atlanta. Um, it's going to be interesting, Rob. It's really going to be interesting. Um, Philly Fanatic going to be dancing on the dugout and stuff. <laughs> you know, you're going to have folk, you know, <laughs> the police are going to be out there because you know, it, whether it's a football game or a baseball game, if it's in Philadelphia, folk are oh, going yeah. to jail. All right? Oh, Somebody's yeah. going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be wild, man. So, um, uh, it could be one of those man, where it, it, it might be a bit of a, a fight and I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Braves are still, you know, going to take care of Philadelphia, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. Um, speaking of interesting, you've been saying this all along, Seattle and Houston, um, just seems like a great matchup. Um, I think Houston. I think he, it's, it's very interesting here, Rob, because I believe that all of the the teams that had to buy have really done very well against the teams that they end up playing in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Houston, and again, another division rival, right? Houston has done really well against seattle especially in the second half of the season they they swept them coming out of the, you know shortly after the all-star break and, and so forth um but i think it's going to be more competitive this time
1: i can see that i definitely agree i think this is this series is going to be obviously yankee series aside my favorite series to watch and i think seattle wants houston and I think they want them bad. I think the yeah. fans of Seattle are ready to bring to welcome the Houston players into the stadium, and they're going to be loud, man. I'm excited to see this series. And listen, I think Houston ultimately takes the series because I think pitching, with, with the way Justin Verlander came into the season, coming off the, the big injury, the dude is probably going to win the Cy Young Award. But then they also have Valdez, who's an absolute beast, I think the pitching is going to be too much for Seattle, but it's going to be... This is this series, I think, will go all the way with Houston ultimately taking that final game. But it's going to be a fight, man, and I'm excited to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, it's going to be a very entertaining series. And I there's a part of me that... As much as I want to see Yankees-Houston, I don't know. I think Seattle might it might be the biggest upset in, 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 the, in the division in the division series is Seattle knocking off Houston.
1: I'll tell you what. I don't think you're the only person who feels that way because yeah. I would love to see Seattle advance.
0: Yeah. It, it's going to be
1: – and, and it's not because I have anything against Houston and the history with the Yankees. I just think Seattle is – I think they've grown into their own this season especially late down the stretch.
0: So do I. So do I. I would prefer to see Houston win only because I want to see Yankees Houston, even though we haven't even talked about Yankees-Guardians yet, uh, and no disrespect to the Guardians, but I I think most of the baseball world expects the Yankees to come out of that series. Um, And so if you you think about Yankees-Houston and all the history that's there, That's an intriguing matchup, but you can't go wrong, right, Um, with Seattle either. But we'll see about that one. But let's, let's go ahead to Yankees and Guardians. No, you're picking the Yankees, but why?
1: Well, if you look at this series, it looks like the Yankees will easily walk in there and just destroy Cleveland with their batting, with their hits, with their power. Um, but like I said earlier, Cleveland has some really good pitching. And I think they're going to give some fits to the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees sweep the series, but I also don't think it goes the full length. Um, ultimately, I think the Yankees, just they're just going to overpower Cleveland to a point where it's like, all right, you guys are good, but we're definitely better. And I think they have to make a statement in game one, the Yankees do. And Garrico has to go out there and give them a good seven, maybe eight innings of shutout baseball and, and solidify himself because there are a lot of question marks and a lot of people wondering, should have he should he have been scheduled to start game one or should I, should it have been Nestor Cortez? And I think Cole has to go out there and give him that seven shutout innings, eight shutout innings, 10 plus strikeouts and say, hey, I'm here. I am Garrett Cole. I'm the ace. I'm ready to roll. And I think he will. He will do that in game one. And I think the Yankees take this series probably in four games.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I think the Yankees should come out of this series. What will be interesting, Rob, though, is if Cleveland just plays sound baseball and the games are close and it gets late, the pressure is going to build on the Yankees. Big time. You know? The pressure is going to build on them. And so it will be really interesting to see how it plays. Now, if 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 um the Yankees can, you know, get a lead, I think they can run away and hide from Cleveland, right? Because Cleveland's offense is is not its strength. But um if they don't and the games are close and it gets late. That fundamental way that Cleveland plays, getting men on base, moving men over, getting productive outs, you know you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing, man, it, it could really start to put some pressure on the Yanks. So I think the Yankees have to not only get the pitching, but I think it would be – I think they need to, you know, bring their bats as well and show Cleveland, okay, you can't expect to score three runs in this series and win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're going to have to do more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's you... funny because this series, I think if you're – whichever way you're looking at it, both teams want to get into the bullpen. Like Cleveland wants to get into their bullpen late. I think the Yankees have to get into Cleveland's bullpen early in order to avoid what you're saying, that late-game situation. Because once you get into seven, eight, nine with Cleveland's bullpen – it's almost lights out for you as a team. Like that that late inning relief pitching that they have, especially that ninth inning, I don't want to see I don't want to see <laughs> Cleveland's mm-hmm. closer at all. I don't want to see right. him at all this series. So I think the Yankees, like you said, they have to show up with the bats early.
0: Yeah, they do. They 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 definitely do. Um so, you know, with your predictions, you know, you have In the National League, the Dodgers over the Padres, the Braves over the Phillies, American League, Houston over Seattle, and the Yankees over the Guardians. Um, I will tell you what, if you're right about that, Rob, I mean, the LCS is going to be power packed, okay, with Yankees, Houston, and, you know, Braves, Dodgers. And, you know, you know what I think? I think the Braves, the Braves know that they let the Dodgers off the hook back in 2020. Mm. You remember? Because they were up 3-1 yeah. in the LCS. Yeah. And, you know, the you know Dodgers came back, beat them, and then the Dodgers went on to to win the World Series. Um, you know, and so, you know, there's some history here, too. You know what I mean? And then the Braves knocked out the Dodgers last year. Um, so you know, there's a little Yankee Houston type history building with the Braves and the Dodgers too. You know, yeah. so can you imagine that you have Yankees Houston with all their history, and then Braves Dodgers with their recent history? That would be that's, something.
1: That's gonna be that's a money maker for yeah. MLB.
0: Yeah, but here's the other thing though: if Seattle gets in there, it's still star power with, you know, oh, yeah. Julio Rodriguez and and all those guys on, on Seattle. And if Philadelphia upsets, you know, the Braves, you know, you got Bryce Harper and, you know, Zach Wheeler, Reese Hoskins, right? You still got, you know, some star power there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the only team that doesn't have star power that's remaining are the Guardians because they're the youngest team in the league. Yeah, but even much. San Diego, they got past the Dodgers. Yeah, right. Jose Ramirez, you know, probably the best player that casual nobody fans, talks about. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> nobody talks about him. But even the Padres have a star power, you know what I mean? With, with Juan Soto by himself, you know what I mean? Just yeah. being able to light up, you know, October. Um, so, look, I, I think baseball has to be. Very happy. Look if the Mets if it was Mets Dodgers, they probably would be happier, you know, just given, you know, those two marquee uh franchises. But right now, great matchups, man. Great matchups.
1: Oh yeah. This is this has shaped up to be a great postseason and I, and I don't expect it to change. I think these yeah. games are gonna be electric.
0: All right. And so it all begins tomorrow. Um And so, you know, no rest for the weary and those teams that have been on the sidelines, Yankees, Braves, Dodgers and Astros have to get back at it. And it all starts on Tuesday um, with the LDS kicking off. So. All right, brother. Well, man, this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff. And meanwhile, meanwhile, we're not going to talk about this. We'll, We'll come back maybe another time and talk about it. But. Meanwhile, your Jets and my Cowboys.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Still doing pretty good.
1: It's looking good. I was looking at, you know, Super Bowl packages after the game yesterday. So, planning that out, you know, not thinking too far ahead. But, you know, got to look into it.
0: And now, who did you guys beat yesterday? The Dolphins. Oh, yeah, the Dolphins. You put a spanking on them, too, right? Put up they a 40, 40 spot on them. 40. 40 piece. And, you know, the Cowboys don't score a lot of points, but, man, their defense is for real.
1: Lights out, man. Oh, wow. man.
0: Do they <laughs> get after the quarterback or what? And, Five
1: sacks, I believe, yesterday. Yeah.
0: and And, look, the Rams scored 10 points. And they had one big play, a 54 yard pass to where Stafford threw the ball. It was a perfect pass, right? Post route. I mean, Trayvon Diggs was right on the receiver, you know, played the ball well, and the ball got just beyond his fingertips as he went to, nut- to deflect it. And the guy caught it. Great catch. That led to a field goal. And then, um, what's his name? Cooper Cup. Got a 75-yard touchdown, you yeah. know, on a nice little play, you know, a little delay coming over the middle. Got it, and it was a catch and run for 75 yards. But that was it. They had two real plays, right, of, you know, and and, and that was their entire offense for the game. The Cowboys' defense is for real. And yeah. they're playing Philadelphia, um, who's five and zero? Oh, Cowboys are four and one, the Giants are four and one. So the NFC East right now, uh very, very competitive, and the Cowboys are on their way to Philadelphia. I believe a Sunday night game this weekend. And again, it's in Philadelphia, so you know, cops are gonna have to be out there, judges gonna have to be out <laughs> there because folk are going to jail. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: that's how they roll in Philly, man. <laughs> that's how they roll, so you know you start building jails in the stadium, you know what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> you know you got
1: problems,
0: <laughs> and that's how it rolls in philly, so but um, but all right, but we'll come back and talk some football too, but right now, all eyes on baseball, so um, all right, brother, well good good catching up with you, man, you know, three and one in the wild card round and now let's see how you make out in the division series so um we'll we'll keep an eye on it we'll come back uh next week and we'll talk more about the division series and maybe we'll talk a little little football as well all right
1: Sounds like a plan brother all
0: right appreciate it man talk to you soon be well